Welcome back to Sound Up Governance. Last week, we ended on a cliffhanger. Okay, so given, let's let's assume that is the case, then how and what should we be educating our boards on? That's my buddy Paul Smith from the Future Directors Institute in Australia. In the first two installments of our chat, we've talked about the nuts and bolts of governance and done a deep dive into governance education. This time, we wrap up the education piece and then convince ourselves that we're really onto something with the whole what does good governance mean thing, and finally chat a bit about AI in the boardroom. The vibes are good and the aspirations are lofty. It's always a pleasure to chat with Paul. Anyway, on to the final chunk of my conversation with Paul Smith. How and what should we be educating our boards on? Yeah, I think that the first thing, and I, I, you know, I think you and I agree on this, and I'm pretty sure we've already talked about it. But if we haven't, I think the most important thing is, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this in the the terminology of definitions again because that's kind of where my brain's at now. But it, it, that's just, you know, that's just language. We need a shared definition of what good is, right? How do we know that when we came out of this? conversation or meeting or agenda item or whatever that we did it uh, that we did it okay yeah we did good yeah (laughs) or as close to good as we can and maybe even awesome sometimes right but often that's just we made a decision in the first place but beyond that that's and that's i think part of the problem is that we kind of train boards to be yes no machines Mm. Mm. And as long as you understand it and you're willing to endorse it, that means you did your job. Yeah. And I'm kind of not there. I kind of think it's that we want boards to understand that a better set of conditions for making decisions requires them to demand multiple paths to explore, not a recommendation. If you're, if every time you're supposed to make a decision, you, you're, you're asking your, your executive team for a recommendation, that's a, that's a red flag to me. And not, I mean, sometimes, right? If the building's burning down, we're going to die in 45 seconds. We're not going to sit here and be like, well, what are the 10 options we've got right now? (laughs) You know, it's, it, the, the circumstances matter. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't need to spend, a half a meeting deciding whether to approve the min- the minutes from the last meeting. But I use the example of deciding which where to hold a Christmas party. Right. It's a lot of boards end up because well, <laughs> it's fun. With. That's the yeah, problem. It's, is it's, it's cool. easy and it has no consequences apart from And it's fun. Yeah. Right? This is part of the problem. The thing the times uh, give yourself time for fun. That's okay. Talk <laughs> about the fun shit. Have a special meeting about your your Christmas party. But when you got other more important things to do, don't let the Christmas it's, party yeah, take facetious over. Facetious example is a as a as a proxy for yeah the simple decisions which really aren't your decisions. Yeah, yeah. So I have we. I don't even know if we've explored the education thing. I believe that what what governance education misses most of the time, in my experience, is actually talking about what good governance means what i was going to say is beyond that is if we understand good governance and you and i agree on this is creating the conditions for these decision or effective conditions for decision making as opposed to decision um conditions for effective decision making yeah. 
then it, we need to be teaching boards how to create those conditions. And to understand, and this is where I suck, and I learned this today. I learned this with a client today. I suck at getting ahead of that because conditions... So for those of you who know or don't know, it doesn't matter. Refresher is my working definition of good governance right now, and it changes almost every week, is the act of intentionally creating effective conditions for making decisions. So conditions is doing a lot of work there because it leaves the, the questions I get are, well, what about purpose? What about regulations? What about whatever? These right? are all conditions. Though, yeah. Right? And I'll always say, but that's a condition, but that's a condition. That's a condition. People say, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. So it's a secondary part of the definition is defining the conditions. Right. Or at least bucketing what's, what might fall under that. Right. So that, the because it's 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 nice and it's elegant and it's pithy and that's great and it, and whether it's catchy or not i don't know but you don't want something that's catchy and lacks meaning to me internally it's got a lot of meaning but well again if we look at sorry no to interrupt good. but you know if we look at some of the counterpoints to that very high level definition that you and i agree on People will go, well, what about processes? And so, condition. Yes, right, right. Everything that's, that's everything. So, compliance is a condition. That's regulate, uh, regulatory compliance or whatever. Board composition, condition. People is a condition. Information is a What's condition. What's not a condition? That's what we should be asking. Well, no, everything, everything is right. a condition. And, and this is the thing, is that maybe where the most important separation is, is what are the conditions we control and what are the ones we don't? So the, we don't control the law. We don't control the regula regulations. We don't control maybe some of the, the circumstances that we exist in related to the decision we have to make. But we do control everything from the big stuff like how do we frame the question? How do we determine the cadence of the decision to the more sort of tactical stuff like who should be in the room and what information do we need and so mm. on to the, the really mundane stuff like how should the room be laid out? Right. All that stuff to me is conditions and they impact the effectiveness of the like a what we do around that. There's all decisions that we make. It's like a, a, a stratification of decisions. But I'm obsessed right now with boardroom layout. How many different how, how many boardrooms have you seen that aren't people sitting around an oval or rectangle or square or horseshoe? None. Um, and the only thing I recommend if they're doing that is they always orientate themselves differently, either through the meeting or next meeting. Or meaning sit in different seats. Yeah. Right. So I haven't seen any different from that either. Maybe a horseshoe. Yeah, I've seen a classroom style or like an auditorium style in a very large board. Yeah. Which is self-problematic. Well, all of it's problematic, right? So before we go down that yeah. rabbit hole, this is a good one to go down. I want to come back to this conditions yeah. creating. You mentioned about there's a whole bunch of conditions which are outside of a control. So is it creating or controlling the conditions? The controlling the conditions you can, you are contro in control of. 
which yeah, are more maybe internal right. conditions. It just it was just came to my mind. You were talking about there's a whole bunch of conditions which are outside of a board's control. So how do you create those conditions if they're already created? Like the people side is already there, the rules are already there, the processes may not be there. Are right. we creating the conditions or are we controlling the conditions? So yeah, is that the role of a board? You're good. So so how much of this is? So we're getting somewhere now. Well, how much of, and, and I think, you know, I've, I'm now, I need to think about optimizing the conditions for myself. Oh, to, to optimizing so, the conditions. Well, we can't, so optimize <laughs> is to, is aspirational. I'm getting wordplay. Aspirational. I like aspirational. That's great. But it'll never be optimized. There's 0% chance we're optimizing the conditions. Yeah. Right. So th- let's get that straight. It's never going to be optimized. Uh, so I don't want the definition of good governance to be something that's not achievable. Yes. The other thing about control, which I actually think is maybe more accurate and reflects better what I want, it makes it seem less active. Less dynamic? You may be. Yeah. Hmm. Is this, part of this is a sales pitch, man, right? We're trying to... I'm trying to... Because the, my problem is there's a vacuum, mm. right? The, 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 and I went out into the world of stuff that's out there defining good governance, and it's all shit, all of it. And I, I didn't even look. Do you guys have a definition of good governance in on your site? Yeah, it's pretty much the same as yours, though. Okay, good. So, but uh, other than that, and the only reason uh, I like no, it, we don't define, we define what a future director does, which right, is different, di- which is essentially the same Do as good that. governance. Do it's good creating governance. the conditions uh, rather than, yeah, it's essentially that, but we don't, we miss out the do good governance. Right. It's creating conditions, which are the good governance. Right. So if you go out into the world and look for definitions of good governance, and honestly, I, I mean this sincerely, if you find one that you like, send it to me hmm. because I'm trying to collect stuff partly to make fun of it and troll it, but partly to illustrate that there's a problem. And I think that this sounds like a surface problem. It sounds like it's a not, there's no substance there. There is substance. Oh, it's huge. Right. If we can't get this right, everything else that falls out below it is flawed. And this ties back to the governance education. Yeah. Is if none of it is zeroing in on an objective of achieving good governance, then it's not anything, right? That's part of the problem is if we're just updating topics, but it's not about good governance or we don't agree on what that is. And this is, this is where I think for me, current governance education is flawed is it focuses on the technical knowledge yeah right it doesn't focus on their i know the human skills of thinking of decision making of in a dynamic group environment uh which others teach but not in the governance world unless you go out and seek it it's 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 even in the more advanced stuff teach me cybersecurity. it's knowledge it's information teach me about governance it's knowledge and information and laws it's not how to actually put those into practice right now people might go then well then your learning is through experience the problem is when you go into the boardroom you adopt the experience of that group you adopt the culture of that group so how can you get a decent education on the job when it's so 
potentially one-dimensional and not being executed well because we don't have that singular high-level definition of how to do it well. There's And I, again, even there, sorry, no, one more please. thing, hold that thought. Even there, doing it well could be different depending on what stage that company's in or what is what its purpose is like what it's trying to get to you know there's some startups with the purpose of the board is to help them get to exit not to help them you know wait but it's not get to exit it's get money yeah what do we do how to get the best valuation yeah. or the best the best best exit for the owners but which that, include themselves that's still there's no difference there to me we still need to create effective conditions for making decisions totally it's just a different objective yeah it, right? the purpose of the board is different but the overarching what is good is, is the same that's the reason you know what honestly that's the reason the biggest reason why i like that definition is because it applies regardless of circumstance every single time i've tried to test it it comes back and go it's it's like a scientific proof or mathematical proof. It sort of yeah. proves itself because it's, it's, it, 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 obviously you can't just rely on that. You have to again go into the conditions and there's stuff to do there, but it, it, it sort of proves itself. Yeah. Whether you're talking about a board or your management team or your whatever. It Even that conversation you had with Wanda on your, yeah. uh, on Sound Up, right? Where she was saying, now that's not what it is. We ultimately she landed was, on what, similar. Well, where she was at was right down into the application where yeah. up here in the overarching theory, the umbrella, everything else falls out below that. So you were agreeing with each other just at different. She was thinking about it in practical application terms, whereas you were going, this is the starting point that everything falls yeah. out from. And that's what I, this is it is that like, I do know I, I, we have to acknowledge both of us that we're trivializing a little bit for the sake of creating a, pitch or like something that's really consumable and pithy yeah but it doesn't matter you've got to start from that point yeah. otherwise you can't capture if we got into a you know talking about that book system after system after system you lose people yes no wonder everybody thinks it's a boring world if you can actually communicate this stuff effectively this is some of the best people in the cyber world are the communicators the eight the people who actually can communicate this stuff because it's complex but if they can make it simple Everybody can get hold of it. And then you start, that's the basis you start from, right? That's what you build off is a simple, like some of the most memorable things are simplistically explained, even if they're super complex. So I don't know if you listen to this and it's not out to the public. Today is December 8th. It'll be out to the public on December 9th. And I don't know when you're going to be watching or listening to this. So who knows? If ever. Yeah. But <laughs> this could be a trial run. But I, uh, yeah, right. We've got all day tomorrow too. Uh, so, I had I my next guest on Sound Up Governance tomorrow is Chat GPT. Oh yeah, AI. Oh okay, and that's kind of cool. It wasn't intentional. I had a conversation with Chat GPT, and I was like, "Wait, this is like the most coherent conversation I've ever had about corporate governance." It's <laughs> like I'm just going to copy and paste this and send it th through a, uh, a text to speech generator, which incidentally sounds like Snoop Dogg. And, <laughs> and uh, but it occurred to me as like, wait. You know, I had been spending time trolling all the stuff that was out there by the experts and none of them were able to engage in the subject as meaningfully as chat GPT. And I was like, okay, so shit. 
that's going to be fascinating. But it reminds me of a conversation I had yesterday about AI in the boardroom and how... I asked ChatGPT about that, by the way. Okay, this is awesome. And then we're getting right into my sweet spot here. I've always been fascinated about where boards might go when AI... Um, so I'll go back a step. <clears throat> Have you heard of Sophia, the machine? Oh, yeah, 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 the, 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 um, yeah. Yeah. The, um, it's basically, for those who don't know, she's a, essentially a robot, um, anthropomorphized into a female form, uh, but it's machine learning, it's not AI. There was an exercise started in uh, in Holland, inside the Netherlands, not called Holland, um, in order for her to sit on a supervisory board. You know, so the European or the German model, where you have a fiduciary board and a supervisory yep. board, and she was going to sit on the or it. She was going to sit on the supervisory board, but they were basically asking a whole bunch of board directors and governance experts to train it up. So it would be armed with the collective combined knowledge. Yeah of all of these people in order to do its role and see as experiment. Now, COVID ruined the whole thing, so I think they're going to start picking it up, but love that experiment. Now, imagine AI, which could, like ChatGPT, trawl the, the vast volume of information and then bring that to the fore in the boardroom. If we're talking about training up boards around all these different bits of, from an information perspective, AI have got that covered. If we can train AI in the critical thinking element that humans can do, the nuance and nobility that might come from that, boards essentially potentially come obsolete. But even then, it's not about them becoming obsolete. It could, that's where AI could enter the boardroom is like this is this vast array of knowledge. And then all you have to overlay is that critical thinking of that sort of side. Right. So the reason I didn't find this terrifying, the fact that it was so good at having an interesting conversation about corporate governance, is... First of all, everything that it had to say was incomplete. That doesn't mean it can't get better, but it still was really wise is the wrong word, but it was close to it. Yeah. It was able to get into a level of detail I didn't expect. And when I challenged it, it would say, yeah, that does make sense. How about this? Hmm. And that's another characteristic that doesn't often exist in a lot of the people who work on this really deeply is they're not like, oh, yeah, cool. Okay, I've changed my mind. How about this other thing? Mm. Right. <laughs> um, and it's kind of refreshing, isn't it? Right. It does. It has no ego. Yes. And it. There's nothing at stake for it. No, there's no, it's not. And I think that's the great thing I've heard about. It's not being biased in any way. Like there's that other thing out there at the moment, which is the art, AI art one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a huge amount of male bias because a lot sure. of men are being put as astronauts and women are being sure. stripped down into bikinis from the art perspective. Totally. I can't remember what it's called. Um, uh, Dolly, Dolly, which is made by the same people yeah. as ChatGPT. Yeah. Um, so I... I really enjoyed the conversation and I liked the fact that I could challenge it and it would say, yeah, okay, that thing you're saying does make sense. So here's this other thing. I even asked it, this was outside of the the interview that I did, but I asked it, tell me who you think are some interesting thinkers in the corporate governance space. And it gave a list, all of whom I'd, I'd recognized. And I was like, I said to it, 
all of those are lawyers and academics. Got anything better? What did it say? And it gave me a list of CEOs, which was a it was one step. Did you more ask it why those names? No, I didn't. No, that would be non great. That would I, I think this this would be the fundamental question: that curiosity about why it's choosing to share that as opposed to anything else, and how it's been programmed to think of. Where, where will be picking those names up? Is it would it be because they've sold the most books, or there's they've got the? I suppose probably what it would come from is looking at where it's getting its data from. Would be they've got the most mentions, so therefore by default it's volume rather than actual right. credibility. It says that it doesn't have access to current events. I've tried asking it about current events, and it says I'm I don't have access to that, so I can't comment mm-hmm. on it. Basically. But then you can change it around and say, oh, imagine a scenario where, and you just basically describe the current event. What do you think about that? And it will say something. Wow. And so you just, it, it's not, I don't know what the constraints are. I don't know what the, but it's. You know what we should record? I know you're going to do it anyway. You know what we should record? We should get, not right now, um, but we should do that live. We can do it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. Type it in. We can just read it out or go do a text-to-speech. And we just we can just have a three-way conversation with ChatGPT. Why don't we? Why don't I stop recording for a moment and we could talk more about that? Yeah, just, okay. Okay. Because we're probably done, aren't we? Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Cheers, I mean. Yeah. Incidentally, Paul and I completely forgot to have that conversation with ChatGPT while he was here, so we'll have to add that to the long list of ambitious stuff that we're working on together. So that means we've reached the end of the saga of Paul and Matt on SoundUp Governance. I learn a lot every time I speak to Paul, but most importantly, I always feel like I'm a little less alone on this long journey to provoke meaningful change in corporate governance. Thank you for listening and following along. As usual, please send any ideas, questions, complaints, and comments to soundup at groundupgovernance.com. See you next time. Scotch in a coffee mug. It's not exactly Mad Men. Uh, that was really good. I don't know how on earth we'd use stuff like that, but it's awesome.